Welcome to day two of our look through 1 Peter chapter 5. We're learning in this chapter how to lead from the great leader of the early church, Peter. And first, he's teaching us that you have to have the heart of a shepherd in order to lead. You can't drive sheep. You have to go before them and lead them. That's what leadership is all about. We talked yesterday about the motivations that are behind having that kind of heart, that, that love for the sheep. Three qualities that begin with doing it not because you must, but because you're willing. And let me read for you again those verses we looked at, began to look at yesterday, verses two and three. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. So he talks here about two other kinds of motivation that work. When he says not greedy for money, but eager to serve, he's saying you can't be motivated by selfish gain. You have to be motivated by serving others. If you want to lead well, lead like Christ, you can't be motivated by selfish gain. You have to be motivated by serving others. For the Christian servanthood, is not like an entry-level position. I serve for a little while, and then I get to get to, to the higher positions where I get more for myself. It's our highest calling. Jesus came to serve. We want to be like him, so it's our highest calling. So when it comes to leading like Jesus, it's not about what I can get, it's about what I can give. It's not what's in it for me, it's what's in it for them. And he specifically says here, watch out for money, because money can be very deceiving. It looks like you're making an impact when all you're doing is filling a bank account. If you want to change the world, you don't do it by filling a bank account. Yeah, that might do some good things for you, but that's not going to change the world. And Christian leadership, leading like Christ, is all about changing the world. Now, is having money the problem? No, that's not the problem. Money is a tool. It can be used for good or it can be used for bad. Greed is the problem. He says greedy for money. This unquenchable desire to get more, greed deeply affects your leadership. Greed keeps you from being satisfied with what you have because you're always reaching for something more. Pretty soon, you start using people because you love things when you should be using things to love people. That's what leadership is all about in Christ, using whatever things he's put into my hands to love people and to lead people. So he says, don't get caught up in being greedy for money, but instead, here's the right motivation. Be eager to serve. Be eager to serve. Leaders are servants. Peter received one of the greatest lessons on leadership ever given the night before Jesus died. And it wasn't a seminar that he went to or a three-day conference that he attended. It was a simple experience of watching Jesus, how he served. You remember what happened. The night before Jesus died, they all showed up in the upper room for a Passover celebration. And uh, the Bible doesn't tell us this, but my thinking is that as they came in, usually somebody would have been there to wash their feet because their feet were always dirty from the dusty roads. But somehow a servant wasn't there and none of them wanted to do it. In fact, the Bible tells us certainly that they were having an argument about which one of them was the greatest. It may have started with the fact that no one wanted to wash anybody's feet. Jesus walks in the room, sees what's happening, picks up a towel and walks around. And with that towel on the basin, he starts to wash each of the disciples' feet. There's a lesson on leadership. Leaders serve. Leaders don't stand around arguing and comparing about who is the greatest. Leaders look for a place to serve and begin to serve. Now, Jesus, of all the people in that room that day, maybe he most deserved to have his feet washed, not only because he's God in human flesh, I guess that's more than enough, 
but also because he was the one who was facing death on the cross the next day. But he's the one who led. And Peter learned that lesson. Leaders serve. They're eager to serve. That's what it means to lead like Jesus. So the motivation is service. The motivation is willingness. And then Peter talks about a third motivation, what it's not and what it is. He says, not lording it over, but by being examples. Leaders are not motivated by power. They're motivated by influence. Some people think they're a leader because they have power over others, but real leadership only comes when you influence others. Impact is not gained by how many you command, but by the respect that you command from those that you lead, because that's the only thing that's gonna change a life. That's the only thing that's gonna change a church or change a family or change history, and leadership is all about change for the name of Christ. You do not make a lasting impact by telling others how. You make a lasting impact by showing others how, by being an example. The world does not need, I'm sure we all agree, the world does not need more people to tell us what to do. The world needs more examples of what we can do, what we should do in Christ. So you wanna be a great boss? Be a great example. You wanna be a great parent? Be a great example. You wanna be a great spouse? Be a great example. You wanna be a great Christian leader? Be a great example. Because your power Your power is not in your words. It's in your example. There's a boss who gives an impassioned speech to his entire workforce about cost cutting. And it's such an incredible speech that people are crying as he talks about the need to make sacrifices to tighten the belt. And at the end of the speech, very end, he says, I am so committed to helping you through this that I'm gonna give you the number of my hotel in Bermuda where I've come to study for these next two months how to better cut costs. That one last sentence, doesn't matter what he said, his example is going against what he said, so immediately all the words are lost. And so that old phrase, do as I say, not as I do, you can say it all you want, people are still gonna do as you do. So the motivation has to be this motivation of being an example because your influence on other people is through your example. That's the greatest kind of leadership. Now, after talking about these three motivations of desire and service and influence, those are the things that motivate you towards having the heart of a shepherd, a heart of love towards those people that you lead. After talking about those motivations, Peter adds one other. In verse four, he says, and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Great leaders live for the right rewards. When it comes to the way that you lead, the things that motivate you and the reward that you're looking to is gonna completely determine the way that you lead. Living your life for the reward of God's glory will make you a greater and greater leader. And if you live your life for the reward of anything less than that, it's gonna lessen your leadership. Now, it's interesting here. It reminds us here that as we shepherd, Jesus is our shepherd. When the chief shepherd appears, It's an interesting study as you walk through the New Testament on this. In John 10, Jesus is the good shepherd who died for the sheep. In Hebrews 13, Jesus is the great shepherd who lives for the sheep. And here in 1 Peter 5, Jesus is the chief shepherd who comes for the sheep. He's the shepherd. And the reward is this never-ending share in his glory and honor. Now, when we read about this reward, the share in his glory, our first thought is that somehow we're gonna get a portion of Jesus' eternal riches. And there is something to that, but there's much, something much deeper than that here. The deeper meaning 
is not that we'll get some of what Jesus has, but that you and I will become more fully who Jesus is. That's the crown of glory that will never fade away. 1 John 3, 2 says, Dear friends, now we are children of God. We've not yet been shown what we will be in the future, but we know that when Christ comes again, we will be like him because we will see him as he really is. That's the greatest reward of all. The reward of the fulfillment of what we've been looking forward to all our life on this earth, being more and more and more like Jesus. So when you look at your leadership, the way that you lead, the two questions that Peter begins with here is, what's motivating your leadership and what reward are you looking forward to? Are you motivated by the things that you can get or are you motivated by the opportunities to serve? Are you motivated by some lesser reward or are you motivated by eternal rewards? Depending on your motivations and your rewards, you're gonna find yourself leading like Jesus, more and more like Jesus, or like the world, more and more like the world. I wanna lead more and more like Jesus. I know you do too. So let's ask him for that strength right now. Our Father, we pray that the truth of your word would make its way into our hearts and to our lives. That Lord, you would purify our motivations so we could be better leaders. We could better love the people that are around us. And Lord, you'd clarify our reward so we'd be looking forward to the right reward, the eternal reward, motivated by that and not some lesser reward. The reward of being like you, Jesus. Thank you for the joy of knowing you. And thank you for the joy of helping others to get to know you better and better. Use us, I pray, in our families, in our churches. Use us in our places of work to lead like you lead, Jesus. Help us to have the heart of a shepherd, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to look together at a second key quality that you see in the heart of every Christian leader. <music>